Hey folks, and welcome to Typology, the show in which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. I'm Anthony Skinner, producer of the show, and today we're celebrating over 9 million downloads of the Typology podcast. I mean, Ian and I are blown away, and we wanna thank you all for helping to make this show such a success. We really do value our listeners, so thank you. From the bottom of our heart, really, we thank you so much, and your listenership is really deeply appreciated. Hey, today we've got a really unique guest. He is a good friend of Typologies. His name is Propaganda. He's a poet, a political activist, husband, father, academic, and MC, and a very successful spoken word and rap artist. So we're happy to have him on the show. He and his wife, university professor, Dr. Alma Zaragoza-Petty, host a podcast called The Red Couch Podcast, where they have candid conversations and interviews with their guests covering everything from pop culture to important social issues. Prop is an Enneagram 3. He literally just took the IEQ9 and confirmed what he already felt was that he was a three. And Ian and Prop break it down in this session. So without any further ado, let's get to it. And now here is the host of our show, Ian Cron. Prop, welcome to Typology. Yo, thank you. Glad to be here. Man, I am so excited to have you here on the show. Um, as you know, we have so many mutual friends, and to yep. finally see you, albeit on a screen, um, yeah, it is buddy. exciting to finally make the connection. Dude, for sure, man. Like, everybody, you always know you're in a good circle where everybody around you, like, speak highly about the other person. And you just like, I don't even... This is a matter of time. Like, I'm already going to like this dude. Now, I, I just want everyone to know from a visual standpoint that you are the first guest I've ever had on my show that is holding the microphone <laughs> in their hand like a rap artist. Like in fact, even your finger is sticking up off I'm of the... <laughs> your... <laughs> That's so funny. There's a number of reasons for that. One, I am a rapper. And then two, like... I am the most comfortable with a Shure Beta 58 cordless. Like, just I just don't think there's a better microphone. And then if you've ever hit your teeth on the grade of this thing, you learn to never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you got that finger protecting you. <laughs> that yeah. is funny, man. It's the, oh, man. It's the worst feeling. And then, like, you know, you've been playing um, – you know, dive bars where the mics are like beat to shit. So you just have to like, you know, and they smell terrible. It's not like it's cleaned. You know what I'm saying? It's just like some metal band was here last night before. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're like, I don't want to touch that thing. Well, man, you, I know that you, you're an Enneagram three. Uh, yes. For for folks who are listening in, who are new to the Enneagram, the three is called the performer, sometimes called the achiever. Yeah. They're unconscious motivation or their strategy for getting their needs met is a, a need to succeed, a need mm -hmm. to appear successful, and a need to avoid failure at all costs. Yeah. The, the three's passion or deadly sin is called deceit, and mm. um, sometimes it's called vanity. Uh, yeah. and, and both are actually good words. Um but the three has this unusual uh, superpower. They have this ability to adapt their self-presentation to 
the group's expectations yeah. and desires in order to win the group's admiration. And the problem, of course, with that is that um, uh, after a while, if you keep putting on different masks to impress or win the approval of different audiences, well, yeah. after a while, you forget who your authentic self is. And that, yeah. so it's a self-deceit, not a deceiving of others so much as of self. So that's an overview of threes for newcomers. Yeah. Let's they jump. Sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like I yeah. say about every type, it's beautiful when it's healthy and when it's yes. not, it's a disaster. And yes. that, and that's true of every single type. So tell me, you, um, you're three. You took my test, the IQ nine. Yeah. You came out of three, which confirmed what you already believed. Yeah. What um, what do you love about being a three? Yeah. It's funny. Like, let me back up. The The thing was like, I was almost like, there's this weird thing that's happening as a, as a three. When you're a performer, you still want to be the best performer. So I'm like, I better still show up a performer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so there's this weird, like thing happening but also um there's this other part of me that says because i've i've done so much like emotional work like i realized how much of my time i spent as an unhealthy three that i was like maybe that's maybe that's not who i am maybe there's somebody else in there because maybe that was this environment maybe it's just because i'm from the hood you know what i'm saying that like maybe i'm not a three maybe i just come from a rough environment so i had to learn how to be that you know um but what I all that to say, I thought I was gonna show up something else this time, but I still didn't. Um, but what I think I love about the three part is the idea of saying, like, in my mind, it's like I value whether it's from a I don't know how to put a what a good or bad value on this, but like the ability to see people like in a room, in an environment to see them and be like, yo, this is what they need. This is what would make them feel welcome or make me feel like I am showing them that they are welcome. So you just read it and you and I'm free enough in myself because I'm cool with who I am that I can like find some commonalities in you and not lose myself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because and to me, it's like there's a part of that that's like a service that I'm just like, man, like. I want to get in this room. I want to find a way that like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe we do got some stuff and maybe we got something to learn from you. You know what I'm saying? And maybe and if I can find an inroad and I feel like as a three, like I always can, like I can find an inroad into like this person or this group. And in my mind, it's making them feel like, yo, that guy really loves me. That guy really sees me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he can advocate for me when other people don't understand what, he, what I'm trying to say. A lot of times like in a group scenario, it's not so much like I have this like asshole tendency to like take charge, but I off, but I often want to translate because so I can see like, yo, this person, you don't see what they saying. Like, I understand what they saying. You know what I'm saying? And I understand what that group is saying, too. So, like, I feel like I take this 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 role to where I'm like, oh, OK, let me help you understand what he's saying. And then and then you end up being the center of attention because you don't only want to understand everybody. All right. So you were just mentioning um, that y you've done a lot of work, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just in brief, can you share what that work was and how you knew you were an unhealthy three and like maybe what, yeah. what launched you into that work? 
Yeah, I think that I for I realize now it was for my own self-preservation or protection of my emotions of pain that if I felt like I wasn't amazing at something, I would go all the way the other way and try my best to be the only person doing something so I could be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? So, and a lot of that, again, was just because you don't want to face the reality that the, the, the truth is you're not the best at whatever you're doing. There's somebody better than you. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that was unthinkable. So in a lot of ways, I would just value my sort of individuality. It's like, it's Michael Jackson or Prince here. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, well, Prince is the king, or Michael Jackson is the king of pop. Like he's, he does everything right. You know what I'm saying? You get the right producers, the right writers, the right songs. You know what I'm saying? It's, you, you can't win. You're the king of pop, right? Or you can be like Prince and being like, y'all, I'm riding naked on unicorns. You gonna follow me because I'm just that talented. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm that talented. You gonna follow me. So I always kind of had sort of that attitude. But even with that attitude, if I see that like somebody else, especially my friends are like selling more tickets than me or, or getting more shine than I am. I would lie to myself and be like, nah, you know, I'm happy for him. And part of me felt happy for him, but there was moments where I would just be so frustrated. Cause I'm like, I am, I am a better rapper. I am a better performer, but I don't have the budget. I don't have the crowd. I don't have this. And I found myself salty at my own friends. Right. And so quick, whenever like, even just something good, like my influence on them, where I would hear them in interviews, like on BT or MTV, and they would say things that I know for a fact were my turn of phrase or stuff mm. that we may have had in conversation that I would be quick to be like, yo, you need to cite me. Like, why you ain't tell everybody I said that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is this fool bite? This fool taking, everybody's taking my genius and everybody becoming stars <laughs> except for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, why are you so mad, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're in, you have influence on your friends. That's great. You feel me? Like, that meant that what you were saying is brilliant. You know what I'm saying? You're just mad that it ain't coming out of your mouth. Like, yo, why don't you chill? You know what I'm saying? So it's those things. People that I knew loved me and were friends and valued me and valued my input and valued me. They just, I was so salty at them that I was affecting them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that made me pull back and be like, yo, okay, this, this is. And then the more I read about the three, I was like, yo, that is you're redlining. That is the most <laughs> unhealthy version of you to where you like considering sabotaging your homies. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. they shine in more than you off stuff that you feel like you deserve. So I was like, okay, I need to pull back, man. You know, so I started doing things like limiting my social media, unfollowing like, you know, uh, certain media outlets. Like I wouldn't follow like Source or like Mass Appeal or Rap Pages or any of these like big like hip-hop outlets because if i saw somebody i knew getting coverage it would just make me salty you know what i'm saying so I'm yeah like, that's a problem so i was like okay let me let me pull back let me um practice ritual practice just enjoying the moment practice like not thinking four steps ahead practice being in the moment you know what i'm saying and and i just went through a lot but it was because i realized i was never in the moment you know what i'm saying and um yeah so i just started like yoga meditation like Rich, like, you know, a lot, a lot of times people run away from ritual. I'm like, ritual has been a gift for me hmm. to, like, slow down and have to do something mundane and methodical. And, yeah, so that starts, that's the type of stuff I started doing. Well, threes tend to believe that, you know, love 
comes from achievement, you know, and from yeah. status and image. They're very, very competitive people. Yeah. And so I would imagine kind of what you're describing there is, hey, you know, uh, uh, other people are achieving at what feels like my expense, you know, like yes, using exactly. my stuff. But and that threatens my supply of love in the world. Absolutely. Who am I? Exactly. Who am I? Who am I if I'm not this? If you're not patting me on the back because I did the thing. And then when people say they love me, I'm like, OK. What specifically do you love? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I mean, well, this is what I like about me. So you should like that about me too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. So do you, where are you now? Do you still believe like most threes when they haven't done their work? Do you struggle to believe that you can be loved apart from being a star, being accomplished, having achievements awards status image do you do you now believe that or do you struggle to believe that i mean i still struggle to believe it because a lot of it has to do with like when everybody goes home like am i satisfied with who i am you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. so am i okay with this and it's hard for me to imagine even enjoying my day if it wasn't for ambition and drive and accomplishments. I feel like, yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm not really bringing nothing to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not so much like you love me because I'm famous. It's like being famous, quote unquote, is who I am. So, I mean, this is who I am. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I, 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 yeah, it's like, I know, I know I have friends. I know I have friends that don't care. Cares is not the right word, but like, aren't really impressed or concerned with how well I'm doing, but they know me enough to know that that's important to me. So they're happy when I'm happy. So I can't, yeah, nah, I, I honestly can't imagine like, and I was, it was actually a recent challenge to be like, what would I, what would my Tuesday nights be like? What would be my rituals if I didn't get on planes to go rap in New Zealand? Like, what would we do? Uh, domino night? I mean, <laughs> you know, like we play dominoes with the homies. Like, I mean, why would they even care? What makes me interesting? you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't have had the experiences I had to even consider myself interesting. So, like, I don't know why anybody else would. Okay, so I'm gonna challenge you on this a little bit because you just you just made a little statement that was was interesting, and maybe I maybe I'm taking it a little out of context, but it it actually still forms an interesting question. You just said being famous is who I am, and and let me just tell you where, where, why that rang a note for me. Um, sometimes. Um, you know, I, I wrote a, I, so I'll be a little self-revealing here. Go for so it. So I, I wrote a book, The Road Back to You, that succeeded mm -hmm. beyond my wildest dreams, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then in, over the course of a couple of years, without my even knowing it in my own mind, I started to think, because of the way people treated me and spoke to me, that I was Mr. Enneagram. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, yeah. Ian Cron got lost. Yeah. And it wasn't until, have you seen that documentary about the famous uh, music manager, Shep, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Superminch with Shep Gordon. 
Oh, that's right. The movie is Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. This guy was manager for like Alice Cooper, Janis Joplin. I mean, he, the, the, maybe the Eagles. I can't, no, no, not the Eagles. That would have been like Irving Azoff or someone like that. But anyway, this guy is like a legendary manager. And he once asked one of his artists, longtime successful artists, like, how do you survive? Like being a star. And he said, well, when I get home from a gig, uh, I take off my, I think it was Alice Cooper is who he was talking about. So he says, I take off that outfit and I hang it up in the closet, that, I, mm. that identity. And, I, yeah. and then I come out as me until the next time I got to put that outfit on and go into the yeah. world, right? So yeah. he had done a really good job of delineating me from my public persona, mm. right? Yeah. So I got to this place where I was like, I'm Mr. Enneagram. And I suddenly was like feeling threatened when other people were doing Enneagram things or other totally. people were putting out Enneagram books. And wait a minute, what about me? Yeah. I'm, and I started to feel like, man, you're in my territory. And I'm like, I didn't even invent yeah. the Enneagram. Number one, right? Right. So, and then, so it kind of created a crisis for me where I was like, hey man, you've, you've got to really go back and realize that, hey, being Enneagram guy or being well known for that is not who you are for sure and you better figure that out because if you don't a day is going to come when you know you know how it is man the, mm-hmm. being well known for something does not last forever yeah. necessarily yeah and you better figure out who you yeah. really are because if, if not you're going to wake up one day and you're, you're you may have yeah. nothing in your hands so when you say yeah. being famous is who i am are you able to to separate who you are from who you Absolutely. are as a celebrity. Absolutely. I mean, I was I was trying to speak in the most like um overall like the way I have thought about things um over time. Uh but absolutely one, you know, like you said, you come home and it's like yeah, uh there's still there's still a, a an entire sink full of dishes that your teenager just had no regard into <laughs> you asking her, telling her that that is her chore. She ain't allowed to be on her phone until her dishes are done. But she's sitting on the couch on her phone watching Netflix while a bowl full of, you know, a sink full of dishes. So it's just, yeah, life just reminds you that, like, you ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. So there's definitely a delineation, and 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 I would think the way Alice Cooper said that is is a very, very good way to say it. Like I usually try to say the transition between getting off the plane and pulling into my house is usually when like I take off propaganda. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but at the same time, propaganda, and I think what I what I'd love to get to is like propaganda is not a made up persona. Like I don't throw nobody under the bus because it's not true. But like you take somebody that's like a um, a complete gangster rapper that's like, you know, out here we selling drugs, we selling weight, we doing these things like, okay, that guy's not actively selling drugs. He's a rapper. Like that's, you made up that persona. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross, that's the best, best example of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you weren't, he was never Freeway Rick. Like that's a, another person. That's not you. So I don't rap like that. I put, I bleed in music. Like that's really the things I care about and I love about this and I love, so this is my self-expression. So there's a part of me that's like, I am not that separate from prop because 
prop came out of my passions, joys. It's it's not a persona. This is who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the um, the Instagram likes, the amount of follows, all that stuff is something that I definitely have to be like, okay, turn it off. That's not who you are. This doesn't reflect your value. You know, um, and that's something I have to actively remind myself that like my my uh, and I understand like my friends are my friends because I have you know, uh, 10 times the amount of followers they have. Like, these are my homies because they're my homies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really healthy uh, sign in, in the life of a three. I have, I have three friends, man, and social media is the worst thing that ever happened to them. Oh, bro, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, because it, be- it became another stage, right? Another platform totally. for them to uh, impress the world and project an image of success that mm-hmm. won the admiration of the crowd. Yeah, I started, that's so good, because there was a moment where I found myself, if you know, because we're trying to sell concert tickets, and I, and I would tell myself that's all I'm doing. Ah, oh, man, you're just trying to sell tickets, right? But you post a concert, you post a picture from the show last night, like, yo, last night was crazy. And I would definitely crop it to where it looked like the crowd was bigger than it was. You know what I'm saying? And then kept doing that until one day I realized like, yo, you're lying. Like, that's not true. That's not the people out there. You, you feel embarrassed. You are embarrassed that the crowd wasn't that big. So this is what you should do. Tell yourself next time, even if the crowd is thin, show the crowd, right? You right. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I started challenging myself to do that, to be like, man, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't but 100 people there, it wasn't but 100 people there. You know, it is what it is. Don't lie about this. That's what it was, you know? Um, or just being like, you don't have to post it at all. So I started, like, giving myself, you know, thank the Lord, the iPhones got their own, like, you know, automatic shutoff things where you could set the amount of time you could be on this stuff. So I started doing that. Like, man, just like, hey, man, this thing don't open till 1030. Like, you know, don't let don't let the thing come on or just get some hoot sweets and like automate the post. You don't need to see you don't need to see it, man. There's nothing good comes out of you. You know what I'm saying? And yep. just finally making that re- realization for myself that like I, I enjoy it because I enjoy art. I enjoy it because I want to know that there's like fruits for my labor. You know what I'm saying? I want to know, like, I tried hard. Like I tried to put my best foot forward and I want to see that somebody appreciates that. You know what I'm saying? But the the comparison of being like, man, why why this why this video only get this many views and that one didn't? Like, what's what I do wrong? Y'all not love me no more? Y'all not fans? You're not fans no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like that stuff's just not helpful. Yeah, man. And I think by the way, fours struggle with this too. I mean, I'm a four with a strong three wing, so mm-hmm. I, I I totally identify with with what you're saying, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, by the way, with wings, I think one of the interesting thing about wings. Do you know what your wing is by any chance? You a four wing or a two wing? It's a two wing. Okay, so one of the interesting things is that I think that that wings can bring us is is it tells us what our secondary fear is. So Mm -hmm. if like for you as a three, one of your primary fears is, is that I'm, I'm worthless in a way, you know what I mean? And I'm going to become obsolete. Yeah. And then, but with that two wing sitting in there, um, you know, there's this fear that unless I meet the needs of others, that I won't be loved. Right. For me as a four, I know that 
a secondary fear for me is inside my three wing, mm-hmm. which is mm. the fear of failure and a fear of of uh, not being a success. That that plays second to my primary fear as a four that, you know, I've got this essentially broken inside thing that I need to compensate for. So that's the help in wings is it they they often yeah. re- re- they re- reveal to us. Okay, well, it's not my primary fear, but my secondary fear is inside that wing. That's a good way to identify maybe a wing as well, right? That's that's a really good point you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's real good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's super helpful. I mean, just to know what it is. Yeah. So, like, yeah, even on that on that tip, like, I think my my three like the core fear is the like is the almost is like where you almost not reaching full potential Mm -hmm. like you didn't get there you were better than this you didn't make it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that's like to me oh my gosh that's the stuff that keeps me up at night like you didn't reach the level you were supposed to right that deep core fear is like is the almost that's like ah man he was so talented but he didn't really get to like it didn't really happen for him the way that it should have you know what i'm saying um But so to me, it's like, yeah, that's crazy. That second fear that then what that tells me is y'all didn't need me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, which is that second fear. Like, I need y'all to need me. I tell my friends all the time, especially like like is a running joke with my DJ. Like because a lot of times DJs just like band members are like they're kind of hired guns. You know what I'm saying? Like they gig around all those different things. But like I tell them, like, I need to be your favorite that you gig with. Like, am I your favorite? Yeah, I know you DJ for a lot of people, but like, am I your am I your favorite though? Right. Yeah, I just I don't know why, but like I do know why. But like I I need I need to be your favorite. I need you to want to rather tour with prop than anyone else. Even if I'm not paying you as much as everybody else, it's like I just I want to be your favorite. So I mean that's uh I mean I really appreciate your honesty on that. And I yeah. think Yeah. I think uh, what what I'm beginning to hear here is that, you know, uh, the, the Enneagram has really helped you identify a lot of the interior struggles mm. yeah. that you have and that you've begun to do some, some work around them. But tell me, like, what would your best friend tell me if I asked them, what does Prop need to work on right now? Like, what's happening in his Damn. life that... Like he's got a blind spot or he he's he's got to work on this. But what do you think they'd say? Man, probably like to like stop being so like he needs to like acknowledge his wins. Mm. That's one thing that like my closest, my longest and closest friend, like he calls me every once in a while. He's just like, dude, like you're you're winning. Like these are wins. Like I know you you don't think they are. I know you you looking at stuff else, but like you you're succeeding dog you know what i'm saying like and like you don't see it for some reason so i think my closest friends would say that like man he just don't he don't see it because that it, that's consistently what they tell me so why don't you see it <sighs> man here's the where it gets dark so you're like i mean i guess i do i just feel like i feel like what things could be you know or like, I, I just, I feel like the quality it, it, deep inside me, which it might be, 
I'm blinded to, but I just feel like the quality of what I'm making just isn't matching what I feel like the outcome is is what I'm what I'm receiving as far as outcome. I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I just feel like I'm making better work than the market is giving me credit for. That's what I feel like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm like, I'm like, you know, let's say it's a song or a poem or something, and I'm like, yo, I feel like this song is incredible. I just don't understand why is it not, you know, up here rather than down there. And my friends are going, bro, what are you talking about? Like, this the song's everywhere. I just saw it, you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, what do you mean? It's on this, it's on this. I heard this. It's my favorite. It's on everybody's playlist. All my, you know what I'm saying? And they're just like, I don't, why don't you see the wins? And I'm like, I mean, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like, to me, it's like, it, this. it's, I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I, this might be just environmental, just coming from where I come from to where it's just like, work is just work. You know what I'm saying? Grind it out. You don't make no excuses. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so to me, it's like, okay, done. Did that. It should have went here. Damn, it didn't go there. Okay, let's make another one. It's supposed to go there. Damn, it didn't go there. You're supposed to make another one. Damn, it didn't. Okay, that one landed. Okay, fresh. Okay, let's let's land that again. You feel me? So it's just like this, like, you 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 ex- you have this level of expectation that I know now that I've done the emotional work, I've made it up. Like, it's not... It's not real, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I've functioned for most of my life with that like imaginary version of me that I'm striving for that don't nobody else see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, every, um, I think everybody, by the way, and I and, and I think we're, I want to return and Anthony remind me to do this to this compulsive need to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know the question. Got to work. So, right, so I'll ask you the question right now when will enough be enough like when will you have enough success that you i mean is it possible to ever have enough success that you can sit back and say well i did it it. and i could you ever sit back and go i just i love myself regardless of whether or not i ever reached the potential I thought I could or was supposed to reach. I mean, that's what I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's when I think about doing the work. Like, that's what I'm working on, being able to be like, look, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? And it was great. You know, you you, you and making myself, because I've always felt like that was like arrogant to like reflect back and be like, no, nah, that's a win. Like, I've never wanted to do that because I'm like, man, you don't pat yourself on the back, bro. Like, you know, kick rocks, man. You know, work harder. You know what I mean? Um but I don't know what that mark is, and I'm working on getting there. You know what I'm saying? And then you get married, you get kids, and you're like, desires for that stuff change. So now, like, success to me, you know, is not so is not solely career and art and these big, lofty, culture-shaping things. Now it's like, you know, a successful child. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that, that like my daughter just being like dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I want my kids to be cool as F you know what I'm saying? Like, so that part of that being a reflection, me having to let go of that where it's just like, yo, they the same, they, their own person. You feel me? Like you can't be putting that stuff. So yeah, man, I mean, I'm working on it. Like I'm working on getting to a place of being like, 
this is cool. I enjoy my day. I enjoyed my time. I enjoy the people around me. You know what I'm saying? Who cares what anybody else thinks? Man, that is so healthy. And I'm so glad to hear that you're doing that with your kids because each of us in our different types, without even knowing it, project onto our children, but particularly threes, some of the values yeah, that we have. And we feel like it's almost our parental, unconsciously, our parental obligation to make our kids like us sometimes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's all bad. And then so, so you take somebody like, so my wife is a... a well, we thought she was a one forever. It turns out she's a five. Um, but uh, the thing for both of us is like we're self-starters, self-motivated. Like, you know, we both got these like motors that are just like excellence. You know what I mean? And like our daughter is just not that. She's just, And it, so we just look at her like, you're from Venus, dog. Like, I just don't <laughs> understand why you like, why you want to fit in so bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, why you so like, to me, it was like, I'm always like, man, you know, make the waves. Don't ride them. You know what I'm saying? Like, be ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was always about that, you know. And my wife is like, PhD. She's just like, you ain't done till you done. Trying to look at that a postdoc. Just got her third promotion at work. Just, you know what I'm saying? Turning promotions down. Like, we just like, we just don't get it. It's like, go get yours. What is you talking about? You know what I mean? Our daughter is like, where is the fun? Oh, is she, is you know she, is she a seven? She's, she's a seven. I think she's a seven. Um, but she's got she's got some she's got some three tendencies, which I've noticed, too. She's starting to like develop a lot of like the three things of her in which we missed because she so loves fun so much. But she's like she's developed these like anxieties about like how her how her um, how she's being seen by others that we just been trying to be in like, yo, that's so interesting to us. But so it's starting to develop in her. But as far as like exp how do I say this? She, if she doesn't she checks out when it's hard mm. and that's like something that me and I, me and my wife just don't have you know what i'm saying like if she comes if it comes easy to her she's in it she's gonna be the star it's gonna be and if it's hard she's gonna check out and find something else she could be the star in you know what i'm saying so like that's like the three in her but like for me i'm just like i like winning it's just i don't care what it is i'm trying to win you know, and it's not even other people. I'm not trying to defeat other people it, per se. It's just like this thing will not get the best of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't care if it's history class or biology. I'm like, I'm about to own biology. Cause, like, <laughs> you're, not finna, you're not finna defeat me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just not going to defeat me, you know? So, and that's my wife. Like, my wife's the same thing. She's just like, I will teeter and totter and figure this. There's no, time doesn't matter. If I don't understand something, I'm going to master it. Mm. Time doesn't matter. I'm gonna master this. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, how old? She is, just my daughter. Just don't have. How, that, old, how old is your daughter? She's uh, fourteen. Okay. So here, let me just give you a little piece of advice on that. Okay. Um, if I'm if if <laughs> if if that's not too presumptuous. So Go for so it. she's still young. Yeah. The Enneagram. I in my own people ask me all the time, like when 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 is it appropriate to start working with the Enneagram with kids? And I've heard many different perspectives on it um you know at 14 it's normal for any 14 year old of any type to be worried about how other people see them 
That's what I thought. You know, and even her before that being a seven, I'm like, well, you a kid. Of course you love fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but I mean, you yeah. can see glimmers of type sometimes emerging in a yeah. kid. And but I'm always like telling people, eh, you know, you, maybe she's a three, maybe she's a seven, maybe she, you know, who knows yet? Because, but usually around 18 is when I tell people. You know, mm. ask your kid or if they're interested in checking out the Enneagram. 18 is like a kind yeah. of a good time. 16 sometimes. Okay. But their personality isn't fully kind of like formed yeah. yet, you know. Um, yeah. Now, that said, I, you know, when I had kids that age, I was thinking about their type. And frankly, I was right on a couple of them and it was really helpful, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I did try to hold my suspicions lightly, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. fear that I would, you know, put on them something mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. wasn't legitimate you know and uh yeah yeah uh, sure. but you know i think um it was interesting what you just said about winning mm-hmm. uh, i want to win I, you know i want to own biology uh-huh. i've never yeah, that's the yeah, first yeah. time in my life i will say that i've ever heard someone say that they wanted to own biology um that's awesome and 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 i think that can be really helpful as long as the three doesn't get on this treadmill of unconsciously believing I'm going to own biology because if I don't, I'm not, I'm worthless. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, right. I don't, I don't think, I I don't think I see that in myself as in the sense of just being like, I just don't want to be bested. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's not that like, it's, it's not so much that like, damn, I suck or like I won't be loved if I don't know this because I feel like my love cup is full in the things that I'm already good at you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um but which again is an unhealthy way to look at it but that's I mean I don't know what to tell you you know what I'm saying yeah um but uh but the part of me that's just like okay if if you're telling me I need to get this score you telling me a passing is 80%. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, watch me get 100 because 80 is too easy. If you tell me that's passing, like, nah, fool. Like, you're not finna, like, I just don't, I'm just up for the challenge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I might be disappointed in myself, like, dang, dude, let me take the test again. But it's not so much that, like, the guy next to me got an 89. So I'm like, F this dude. It's just more like, Damn, that thing, oh, damn, it defeated me. It didn't defeat you? Okay, crap. Well, let me do it again. You know what I'm saying? All right, so I want to go back and ask you a question because a few minutes ago I said, um, you know, uh, that threes can get into this cycle where they believe if I don't succeed, I will Mm -hmm. be deemed worthless. And let me put that another way maybe deemed unworthy of love and relationship. And after I said it, you paused. And for the first time in this interview, you looked um, a little sad. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, was that me misreading you or was there a little sadness there? No, it's true. It's like... It's the part of me that I feel like, you know, deciphering the difference between, you know, your true self and your false self. And then like, um, 
learning to like accept to accept like the way that I'm made and how to like, you know, release things that just aren't serving me well anymore or just are not true or just unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? So like when you hear those phrases, you're just like, damn, man, that sucks. It sucks to live that way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and like, like when I think about like my group text, like the, 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 my longest running like phone group text, like we're all artists, you know, we're all pretty, we're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but oftentimes I feel like, man, I would have never been in this group had I not been talented. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys would not be my friends, you know, cause we wouldn't have nothing in common. You know what I mean? In air, at least that's what I think. You know what I mean? That we wouldn't have anything else to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, I know they're not looking at, I know they're not scrolling through my like poll star ratings and looking at like how many tickets I sold at whatever night. I know they're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know like, but I still feel like, man, my talents have made my friend circle. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least as an adult or as a professional, you know what I'm saying? Like some of my closest friends, you know, we just, we met doing music, you know? Um, do you worry? So do you worry a, that if you suddenly fell out of popularity, that you would be kicked off of the off of the the text chain? I, or no, you know, I just feel like we wouldn't have nothing to talk about no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, or, or we would. It's just it would only we wouldn't share. We wouldn't be sharing the same. For example, like the guy that you know when when we were when we were starting Humble Beast, like the label I'd been on forever. Um, Humble Beast, the, my whole record label was founded out of our friendship. We were just homies, you know what I'm saying? And just built the whole thing. We was doing life together. And then, you know, he he had a different, he was in a different stage of life. He didn't want to travel anymore. He was considering pastoring. He wanted to, you know, be on a more executive, like, you know, running the label side than being a touring artist side. And we just kind of stopped talking. And it was like, and I felt like I mourned the death of that, you know, um, the death of that friend because I noticed since I was nineteen. So I feel like we've no, I mourned the death of that friendship, um, and at the same time, just felt happy for him that he was at a place that he loved what he was doing. Like you loved, that's what you wanted to do. You didn't want to be on the road, you know. You're starting a family. You got two sons now. You know, he's full time pastoring, and I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? But I had mourned the idea that I was just like, damn, dog, like, well, we ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing in common with you no more. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it like, it just felt like the end. It's just not the same. Like, that's my dog, but it's not the same. I don't know what he's doing right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we, I, I don't know the last time we talked, you know? And I felt like it was because, yo, you left the field. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, you got your own friends now, your own friends who don't travel for work, who are home at 630 every day. You feel me that y'all do Bible studies with and play bridge. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just like, that's not my life. You know what I mean? I don't even, you know, and it's just like, man, I don't even know what else to tell you no more, you know? And so I think that, yeah, a lot of my friendships were built around my art, which was, again, going back to like two, three years ago when I started noticing that. It was, I had plenty of friends that weren't tied to hip hop. I just wasn't investing in those friendships. Mm -hmm. 
And that was a wake up call yep. where I was like, you're unhealthy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You're unhealthy. You know, so you're seeing your homies as transactional. Like these dudes ain't really, you really don't, you really don't value them the way that you say you do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Them is work friends that you hoping to, at your core, you hope they're going to put you on. And it's great that you like them, but at your core, like you really not, you really not in it the way you are. So once I was like, damn, that's a good point. Pulled back, started investing in like my friends from high school, you know, my children's godparents who's like, don't do music. Like these are just the homies. I was able to go back to my music friends and be much more like, oh, these guys are like really my friends. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I didn't always. It's something I work. It's something I continually yeah. like check myself on. So we got to uh, come 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 to a close here, even though I don't want to. And I want to just share with you something I learned uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've been studying the life of uh, St. Augustine. And, uh, He's one of my favorites. What's that? He's one of my favorites. Is he really? Oh, yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. All right. So St. Augustine, you know, was pretty three-ish, you know? And yeah. um, so he wrote a lot about the topic of ambition. Mm-hmm. And um, so he would say that there is this lust that people have to be noticed and he would use the word for domination, which which in our language, I think, would mean to win, right? So yeah. it's like we have a lust to be noticed and a lust to win, and yeah. and that's unhealthy ambition, right? Yeah. And for yeah. him, you know, it was all about your ambition should be for friendship with God, mm. right? And he has this quote that I now have on a post-it in my office because I— Man, like I got a strong three wing and a lot of me is always saying I got to succeed for people to love me. You know what I mean? Even though I am a solid four, man, I do have a part of me that's like success Mm -hmm. is really important. And there's a lot of other family reasons for that and, you know, Mm -hmm. trauma reasons for that, blah, blah, blah. But Augustine has this quote and it freaking killed me. And I want to tell every three in the world to Mm. put it on their on their wall. Augustine has this prayer. He says, Lord, let it be for your sake that I am loved. Mm. Mm. Woo. <sighs> so good. Lord, yeah. Lord, let it be for your sake that I am loved. And that killed me because I realized that a lot of times what I do is, Lord, let it be for my sake that I am loved. Yeah. And instead of, and I don't care, you know, people on our show, not everybody identifies as a, you know, a person of faith in the Christian tradition. I don't care if you're a Buddhist or a Hindu or an agnostic, higher power, if you're in recovery, whatever it is, man, like, let it be for someone else's sake that you are loved. (laughs) Yeah, dude. In terms of higher power, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, God, let it be for your sake that I am loved, not because I am uh, a successful artist or author Mm -hmm. or because I'm a great pastor or a great husband. Let it be for your sake that I am loved. And if I can do that, man, if threes can do that, I think they got their you they got their crap together. Yeah, they got it together. dog. Yeah, that's true, man. Like what a reminder. And let me just throw in there that St. St. Augustine was black. He from North Africa. Yeah. Got to have that for free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
saying? Only why y'all, why y'all seminaries don't want to ever say that. Like, you know, it's a black man, right? You know, like. <laughs> well, that's a perfect place for us to go out on, my friend. Yes. <laughs> man, I man. loved this time. Dog, I'm glad we did it, man. Anytime to talk about me. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell people where they can learn about you, new projects, uh, yes. uh, tours, whatever else. Yes. So uh, all things propaganda are just prop hip hop, whether that's the at symbol prop hip hop or prop hip hop dot com. Um, that's where tours happening. I'm touring most of the Western seaboard um, starting at the end of March. You can uh, check us out there again. Prop hip hop dot com. Me and Derek Miner um, put together a cool show. I'm writing a ton got the pod uh red couch pod which is off season right now but what is on season is hood politics um where we just i just believe that if you survived eighth grade or inner city living you understand geopolitics so we're uh kind of just cover it from that lens um so yeah prophiphop.com or the at symbol for all the socials okay everybody you know now how to get uh, in touch with our friend Propaganda, and as we like to say every single week, my brother, be yourself, everybody else is already taken. <laughs>